Taking stock on News Talk. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. Welcome back to Taking Stock on News Talk. I'm joined now by Christian Salza, co-founder and managing director of Berlin Brands Group. Christian, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yes, nice to be here. We're talking about e-commerce today and in particular an aspect of it which I find really interesting and that is this idea of brands selling direct to consumers without any middlemen. Just tell us a bit about you guys first at Berlin Brands Group and what you do. So yes, Berlin Brands Group is actually um, one of the e-commerce pioneers um, based out of Berlin. Uh, We started about 15 years ago and currently uh, we are probably one of the few who is serving and selling products via Amazon, but also quite a lot via our own webshops and all kinds of different marketplaces. Um, so we access more than 100 different channels and also serving and selling our products in more than 28 uh, different countries. And we generate about 40% of our revenue with Amazon, uh, 40% with our own webshops and 20% with different types of marketplaces all over Europe. Yeah, and I think your idea is you go out there and you kind of identify businesses that have potential in this regard, businesses whose products could do well if they're being sold via e-commerce and you go and buy them and you try and scale them up. Is that it? That is correct. Yes. So we so we, we develop, we, we buy and we scale uh, brands and we are really a product-driven company. That's also how we started. Our really focus is to, to building brands and, and also to build a lasting relationship with, with our customers. I would presume some brands and industries are better suited to e-commerce than others. You might give me an idea of what works well and what maybe doesn't work so well. I think it's probably more like of an approach if you are as a brand are able to connect uh, to your consumer and if you can create an emotional kind of bonding. I think if you have those types of products, then you are very well suited for a direct-to-consumer model. What what Um, type of products do you mean there? Is it things like, like I don't know, food or what? So there's one, one is the emotional connection, right? So that means like is it a simple uh, a fork, you know, and a knife, or is it something that, you know, you feel connected to like some uh, a device that is looking very pretty that gives your home a specific um, uh, design and people will see that you have a certain taste, you know, so there's, there's different types of um, different types of emotional engagement when you buy products. You know, if you go to the supermarket and you buy a cucumber or an orange, there's no emotional uh, bonding. But if you go and you know decorate your home in a new way, if you buy a new blanket that is decorating, or if you now, um, uh, for for example, buy buy planters or or picture frames, you know, high emotional bonding there uh, because you know you look at it, it's in your house uh, or, or clothing, watches. Yeah, it brings joy or kudos or, or or something like that. That. Absolutely. So if you if you if you have that bonding and you or if you are actually a product that is being constantly re- reused, then it's worth actually spending a lot of effort into building a long-lasting relationship. And there are other products that are just very transactional, like um, where you wouldn't want to do that, and where it's also not worth uh, doing it. Now you mentioned that you do about forty percent of your business via Amazon and about forty percent via your own sort of websites. So this is really, really interesting. I mean, I can understand why people want to drive customers to their own website, but that's got to be very hard when if people are looking to shop online, usually they're just going to go to Amazon because they know they can kind of get everything there. Uh, It's a handy sort of aggregator rather than having to go to a 100 different individual websites. 
Yes, so of course this is a phenomenon that we see, right? And and it's probably uh, U.S. market is it's a bit more advanced in that uh, in that regards. And there we see that about fifty percent or forty-seven percent of the e-commerce turnover is actually done by Amazon, and that has been growing cons constantly over the last couple. Of years. What we also see, though, is that the direct-to-consumer brands are also growing. You know, and the total revenue that is gen generated on Shopify shops in the U.S. is actually much bigger uh, than on uh, than on Amazon alone. Um, so there is also kind of like a parallel trend, right? And how do the people then? The, then the question is, how do the people get access, or how do they get to the shop, right? And so there could be, you know, keyboard optimization. If people look for Google. Uh, for a certain product or a certain need that they need to satisfy, and then you can drive the traffic directly to your store. So that's one way to do it. But the other aspect is also, you know, social media, any kind of um, activity on, you know, TikTok, Facebook, um, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, etc., where you know people spend also a lot of time. And normally, what happens if you do promote and place a product there, you direct. The customers directly to your web shop. Um, so we do see both um, developments, um, but as I said, normally the the reason for them to come to your shop and and, and the way you catch them is kind of because they there's an interest uh, on another um, you know social media channel, for example. Yeah. So and that normally is, is requires some kind of emotional involvement. It's worth spelling out. I think why is it of an advantage to a brand to sell their products? via their own website rather than do it via Amazon? So, so first of all, Amazon has, has advantages, of course. It's very simple, right? You can use uh, logistics, et cetera, et cetera. So, and, and, you know, you pay their fee, done. Um, if you do it uh, directly, you, you save the Amazon fee, of course. But most importantly, you can build a relationship with your customer. And that's really the key, that you can, you can, you can engage, you can thereby you can increase loyalty uh, you have their their customer data you can uh, you know if they if they uh, if they um, um, you know opt in you can also recontact them uh, you can send them special mat promotional material and then you have you know repurchase customers and then you kind of uh, you can even ask them to become uh, you know your your you know referral partner or your brand ambassador uh, by providing different kinds of you know discounts for example if they refer another uh, customer to you so yes a lot of things yeah. you can do once you have the customer data you have a lot more control over have... the relationship you know if you want to do some interaction with people or that you have heard talk of whatsapp for example rolling out some functionality in this area is maybe not the best example because obviously they're a big multinational as well like amazon but if you can kind of get a two-way conversation going you can understand how that would deepen people's loyalty to your brand but i mean you mentioned amazon and the logistics and this is a big issue because, you know, if you're, it, this costs a lot of money, Christian, if you want to do it this way. You've got to invest in the software to give a good, people a good customer experience on your website, and you've got to handle the logistics as well. Absolutely. So, number one, you have to build a strong brand, otherwise they're not coming um, directly. Um, then you have to, have to also have, you know, obviously great products. You have your own logistics. It's a lot more complicated. And also... Um, it requires a different types of skill set, and, and 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 in order to fulfill that, you also normally need bigger teams, which also come with more costs, right? So so it is a different types of skill set. That's why you also see some brands um, just focusing on Amazon because of the simplicity, but um, the ones that really want to grow faster, at some point they start to uh, develop their own kind of uh, yeah direct to consumer channel. And own logistics in order to succeed, and that's also what we 
what we actually uh, see a lot. If you want to win in the long term, you have to kind of uh, do do the things beyond Amazon. Our guest here on News Talk is Christian Salza, co-founder and managing director of Berlin Brands Group. We were talking about social media, Christian. It strikes me that if I'm a user, probably the best experience is actually to be able to buy direct off the social media itself. So, you know, maybe you encounter it on TikTok. Is there potentially a button I can click to say, buy this product now? Uh, Maybe this is a way to serve customers well without them even having to go to your website in the first place. Yes, and we we see that also coming in, you know, if you look at Asia, China, also in the US, TikTok, um, there's a lot of um, uh, products that are being sold there, especially um, also like, um, you know, consumer products, you know, shampoos, um, uh, food, uh, snacks, uh, drinks, um, stuff that have a low, even a lower basket. Uh, you see a lot of activity there, and you, this will come to to Europe and to US um, also. But Asia is really the forerunner there right now. Uh, but it will come, and you can sometimes right now you do have an indirect click, so you have, still have to click on the web shop, but normally directly directly to the to the product, and you can buy it. But um, the next wave is coming. Presumably, though, to go back to our earlier conversation. Ideally, you wouldn't want to do this. You, you want to get people to go to your own site because whether it's TikTok or Amazon, if it's TikTok, you probably have to give them a fee as well. Absolutely. The thing is, um, that's for sure. Uh, but ultimately, what you want to have as a brand is you want to have a relationship with it, with your customer and directly, and you also want to know who your customer is. And especially if you uh, guide them to your website, you also get, get more learnings about you know interest, uh, time spent on the specific products, uh, potentially, you can even uh, you know ask for reviews there. Uh, you can test different um, uh, pricing with immediate responses. You can t- test also different types of promotions uh, once we, you you send out newsletters. Once you have the addresses, so definitely the ultimate goal is always to have the direct uh, relationship. However, um, there will always be platforms who will try to kind of uh, cut you as a brand holder out of it and to yeah. to make you pay for it. Well, in that case. Why do you guys use Amazon at all if this is the way forward to do direct-to-consumer? I mean, as I said, so there's a a lot of customers are just using Amazon, you know, and they don't even type their product needs into Google anymore. They type it directly into Amazon. So in order to get this consumer, you need to be on Amazon because otherwise you will not get it. So you have a choice of either serving this customer or not serving this customer. So, of course, then we choose to serve the customer. But we also are taking the route of uh, going um, uh, directly. Yeah, well, maybe if you get them in the first place on Amazon, might be a way ultimately uh, to get them to come to your to your site if they like your product and they engage with it a bit more. Am I right? Absolutely. You you actually see that um, on, on many different brands um, that the... the um, we can measure, of course, the traffic that uh, our shops uh, are receiving um, from different types of channels. And so when you know that you have, uh, you know, when you get stronger on Amazon, uh, with a specific brand or a specific product, that product normally also gets a lot more external traffic because the people see the product on Amazon and then look for it uh, actually in Google or in your own web shop and then buy it directly because they feel also they have they will get better service or some people also don't want to buy at Amazon. You know, there are different reasons why they do it. There's a lot of talk, obviously, about the relationship between e-commerce and bricks and mortar stores. And there's kind of two elements of this I want to explore with you, Christian. First question is, can you use e-commerce to drive people into your bricks and mortar stores? And if so, how should you go about it? 
Um, obviously, that has been uh, tried for quite a long time. I was also the CEO previously for a direct-to-consumer business, which also had a store. Um, you you can of course uh, I think the the beauty with you know um, with e-commerce is that you can uh, that you are accessible anywhere everywhere that it's that it's very convenient but of course you can you can promote uh, certain type of products um, in certain stores you can do certain types of events that can drive um, um, traffic to your store and what you can also do is uh, that you you can actually buy traffic on let's say you have a shop in uh, in Dublin uh, uh, specifically and then you can actually buy a lot more traffic in Dublin uh, on what do you on what do you mean buy traffic by 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 people who are looking um, who are looking for specific keywords on Google you can actually pay for advertising on these specific keywords and then you can see because that they are in the, from this region there are certain customers who want to go to the store and there are certain customers who only want to go uh, to a web shop and then you can advertise here you can I can serve you a need and you have the option to go to the store which will be also shown on Google Maps for example but you can also buy here online. So if you 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 have let's say it this way you have a better performance on paid marketing on Google if you have a physical presence as well as an e-commerce shop. Yeah, so it's good to be able to to serve people in in multiple different ways clearly, but I just sense from your tone and just from the way things are going generally that really this is kind of a secondary consideration and that that sale, sales via e-commerce is is the main thing going forward. Absolutely. Like we see also through the pandemic, uh, the e-commerce penetration in the households has increased significantly. Um, um, like we gained the household penetration uh, in, 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 I believe it was 10 weeks. Uh, the e-commerce e uh, penetration grew as much as it grew in 11 years before. And um, so this is the way to go. Uh, um, also with the fear of covid I think people will uh, do appreciate the convenience of e-commerce, also the convenience of buying multiple items and being able to return them, also often at a at a later stage. Um, so, so this will also save is saving time, also in a much more demanding uh, kind of uh, work environment. So, so I, I believe e-commerce is there to stay, and we believe it will continue to grow, and that's where we where we actually uh, focus 100%. So we don't uh, invest or, or spend time thinking about even the brick and mortar strategy. Mm, well, that says a lot, I think. Uh, okay, the, the, the second thing I wanted to ask you about this is there's a lot of talk about sort of brands who've grown up in the bricks and mortar format and how they can adapt to this, get themselves a web presence uh, and do well, et cetera, et cetera. And I was talking to one of these companies quite recently and I was asked them, do you ever envisage a situation where you could move your business kind of lock, stock and barrel over to the internet and just sell direct to consumers instead of selling any products via bricks and mortar. And basically what they said is, look, we have to sell a certain amount of stuff to make money. A lot of customers are still going to the shop, so we have to service uh, the, the, the people in the shops. So is it credible, uh, Christian, do you think, more generally, that these brands in, in future will be able to do this? They will be able to just go direct to consumers without ever having to use a bricks-and-mortar shop? I don't think it will be ever uh, being able to do a brick-and-mortar store, right? So I think one... You can you can see that actually in a lot of um, countries where you know a lot of smaller toy stores um, went bankrupt, um, etc. Uh, but then what happened is you know that Playmobil and Lego, for example, you know then they created created their flagship stores in bigger cities, 
um, or in, in, in shopping malls or even in, in airports uh, where so people can actually do get in touch with the products and, and see that at least if they want to, right? And, and I believe also when we look at bigger brands, um, you know, who, there, there are bigger brands are also sometimes affected by more and more stores closing in the city. So meaning shutting down. And what happens then in the bigger cities, you will see that they will uh, look at it more like a branding investment that they say, you know what, I need to show physically my product to uh, the consumers. So I purposely decide uh, to do a couple of flagship stores of Adidas, Nike, Lego, you name it. Uh, all the top brands have physical flagship stores in all major cities. And and uh, the reason there is is, is not only uh, to, to, to make the profit of that specific store, but to also kind of give people who, who normally shop online, if they want to ever see it, uh, uh, return it, or uh, uh, some kind of access to, to see the f physical product live. And I think that you will see going forward as a strategy. But the, the uh, as we call it, used to call it in the old days, uh, old marketing days, the physical points of distribution. So how many, how many times are you actually in a sh store shelf um, for, for a lot of brands that will, that will be reduced and more and more will be moved online? Okay, we leave it there. Christian Salza, co-founder and managing director of Berlin Brands Group. Thanks very much for being with us. Thank you too. Taking stock on News Talk. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.